you could ever need, starting right now. Welcome to the Water Break. I am McLean. Got Will and Creed in the studio virtually with me. Um, and this is uh, our sports show, the best late night sports show on 88.9 The Bridge. Uh, how's your Friday going, guys? Uh, it's going all right. You know, I'm happy to be through finals week, which if you don't know, MIA just had their big finals week last week. And today officially marks the end of the semester for me and all my other students. I'm really happy about that. Other than that, excited for the weekend, excited to watch some hockey, and excited to watch NFL playoffs. Yeah, me too. Championship weekend should be pretty big. So you guys want to get started with some 4-4? Four and four? I think so, yeah. We don't have side today, so it's going to be 4-4 four and four instead of 5-5. Five yeah. and five. All right, Creed, you want to start us off? Yeah, well, in soccer, we had some major news this week. Uh, the main thing is that Jordan Morris um, is projected to go to Swansea City um, in the championship in England. Um, so that's going to be really cool. Swansea City is doing really well, and so most likely they will get the promotion to the English Premier League after this season. Um, and if that happens and Jordan Morris is playing there, could get him into some even bigger clubs if he does well. So that's some big news. He most likely will not come back to play with Sounders if something like that happens, um, especially since he's on the United States men's team. So he'll have his fill of playing time. Um, so that would be a bummer to see him go. But, you know, um, it's, it's great to see a Mercer Islander go so far, um, especially all the way over to England. Um, and then in the Premier League, uh, Manchester United, uh, first, City second, and then Leicester City is third. They passed Liverpool after Liverpool, um, I think, lost their last game. And then Liverpool's fourth and Tottenham is fifth. Um, so that's a bit of a change up right there. Man City kind of came back. Uh, Manchester City actually only has 18 matches played and the rest of the top five. Um, have 19, except Tottenham. Tottenham also has 18. But yeah, uh, that's pretty much it for soccer right now. Mainly just the big Jordan Morris news. All right. All right. Well, 
yeah, in hockey, I mean, been a pretty brutal start uh, over the past couple of weeks for the Canucks. They are 2-4 right now, picking up a shootout win a couple games ago against the Canadians. And in the recent exchange, they are 1-1 one one against them. They just dropped yesterday a 7-3 loss, which is really unfortunate. Uh, and surprisingly enough, the Canucks actually have, I think, tied for number one points in Bo Horvat and Quinn Hughes, who is second in points for defensemen, which is really good. But at the same time, I believe Horvat is negative two and Quinn Hughes is negative six. So we just really haven't been able to protect the net at all. And we're not getting the production out of some of our new players that we would have liked. Uh, Schmidt, Hoaglander, Julio Levy. I don't think Julio Levy scored yet this year. And uh, star from last couple of years, Elias Pettersson, still goalless as we go through to the season. We have a matchup coming up on Saturday uh, about four. It's the Canadians Canucks third game in that series, uh, and that'll decide who takes that in in like comparison to the whole season. At this point right now, the Canadians are undefeated on the season in regular time. They have a couple uh, shootout and overtime losses, but they are just playing really well. And I know a lot of my family is actually Canadians fans, so I think they'll be happy. Anyways, on to McLean for football. All right, well, in football, it's championship weekend this weekend, um, and the big story uh, coming into this weekend was the status of Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes, who has cleared concussion protocol really quickly in uh, just five days, and he'll be suiting up, ready to go. He'll get the start over Chad Henney on Sunday against the Bills. Um, so that's uh, that's some news. What do we think about that? Well, I mean, I really don't like to see players, especially good players with promising careers like Patrick Mahomes, running through that concussion protocol so quickly. I think, frankly, it's dangerous to himself. I think it's a bad look for the league that they're trying to put these players into dangerous spots so quickly. And I don't think it sends the greatest message to little kids and parents who are saying, oh, yeah, my son got a concussion. Maybe we'll let him play. You don't want to do that. Concussions aren't something you should play around with. It's definitely not a joke. And I think the concussion protocol in the NFL, especially with star players, needs to be taken a look at because at some point they'll just they'll say, oh, we have a big game. We need big money from this game and we need to perform. So they're going to play these players that really probably shouldn't be playing due to health risks. And I think it's not a great look for the league. Yeah, I feel the same way in this specific situation about Mahomes. I mean... I, I saw him absorb that nasty hit last Sunday um, against Cleveland. I don't think there's any reason he should be playing against the Bills. Um, you know, you got two weeks off before your next, or you got two weeks until your next game. Let Chad Henney take the start. Um, and, you know, you only got one brain. Um, and I get that it probably wasn't Mahomes' decision. And I get that there's probably, like, contract incentives that make him want to play in all these playoff games. But, you know, I'm not a fan of that myself. Um, so Creed, do you, what do you think about it? I mean, yeah, I agree for the most part with that. You know, as you guys were saying, concussions aren't something you just mess around with. It's like those, those are some of the biggest problems actually with the league. You know, there were whole movies and documentaries about concussions and how much damage they do to NFL players, their families and all the other problems. That's why NFL is trying to, you know, make they're making more types of tackles illegal because of that sort of thing. So I think rushing someone through isn't the greatest idea. Um, But, you know, if 
if he truly is healthy enough, you know, he's fine, then I say let him play. But if, you know, there is any concern at all, I would say have him sit out and let Chad Henney take the lead. Yeah, I I hear what you're saying, but I just don't think there is any possible way that in this short amount of time, it's not even been a week, that he is ready to go 100% for this game. It can't it can't be possible. I mean, the average concussion protocol time in the NFL as of now is 19 days. He's trying to clear it under a week. It's ridiculous that that's even an idea that the NHL is going to or NFL is going to present to allow him to play in that game. I think he should take at least another game or another week off and I don't even know if he'll be ready to play if they were to make it into the next stage of the Super Bowl. I really think this is a bad decision and I know a guy uh, named Jamie Huscroft. He's an ex NFL or NHL player, so hockey. He's a fighter. He's fought tons of times and he now works and he's talked to a lot of people about brain damage because he's had friends. I mean, he's pretty good condition himself, but he's lost all his teeth. He's had friends who are certainly functioning at a much lower level than they were in their younger ages because of brain trauma. And I think it's a huge thing, especially football, hockey, those kind of high contact head-to-head sports. It's a really big problem. And I got a chance to interview him a couple of years ago. And he's very big believer in not not letting people play through concussions. And as someone who's grown up in kind of his system as like the general manager of one of the ice arenas I play at, he's really good at talking about that. And I've certainly, I've taken a few pages out of his book and I think concussions, not something to play around with. I've had a couple of them myself. Just got to sit around, you got to wait and you'll be back to it before you can know. Yeah. I mean, I, I, we're in violent agreement. Um, you know, the Chiefs should probably have let Patrick Mahomes sit out this game. And who knows? He might sit out the game anyways. He's cleared to play, but he can still, like, personally hold himself out from the game. And I would, um, I don't know. I mean, again, we're making the assumption that he's not fully healthy, um, which is likely, but there's still, like, a very slim chance that he might just, I don't know, have a naturally thick skull or something. Um but yeah, the point is, uh, don't don't take concussions lightly. Don't play around with those. Um, and uh, speaking, by the way, of uh, you know, concussions, injuries, stuff that isn't to be taken lightly. You know, uh, people get forced into retirement because of this stuff. You know, it would suck if like Patrick Mahomes had to follow in the footsteps of like uh, a guy like RG three, and you know, have his career ended early because he played through a concussion. Yeah, I mean, you know, as I was saying, concussions are a big problem in the league, and I think it's good that the NFL is trying to address it, but then I'd completely agree that, yeah, yeah, Patrick Mahomes probably could pull him, you know, I wonder what he's thinking right now with this situation, like, should I pull myself out, should I try to get through, I mean, he probably wants to play, like, everybody, if, when they get hurt, they're always like, no, I want to be back and play as soon as I can, but, you know, he has to also consider you know, if it'll hurt himself again, if, you know, it's it'll cause later problems. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot um, of, like, career stuff to be thinking about. Um, concussions are not to be taken lightly, and we're uh, repeating this over and over, so we should probably uh, talk yeah. about the NFC uh, game. Packers, Bucks, what do you guys think? Mm, I... Personally... 
I I want the Packers to win, but I think I don't think Tom Brady's going to go out easily. If the past is anything to go off of here, I think Tom Brady will win this game, and I think I think I'm going to take the Bucks on this one, honestly. Even though the Rodgers Green Bay team offense, especially, is super powerful, super good, and they've been great throughout the, this year, I think Brady is just. I don't. I mean, I don't. I'm not a, necessarily a Brady like fanboy, but I do think he is the greatest playoff player of all time sure no yeah i brady is special in january and february um tom brady is a great player um you know when it's when it's playoff time i honestly think that the bucks um they showed when they beat the saints they showed that their team is for real especially the defense we hear a lot about brady you know but but that defense they picked off drew Brees three times um, it's something special that the but that the Bucks defense has. It's uh, kind of like when they won their last uh, Super Bowl back in 2002. They were first in the league in total defense under John Gruden, and now um, they've um, they've got a more offensive oriented coach in Bruce Arians, and uh, the 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 defense is just kind of like accidentally good. Um, but you know, I I think that the Bucks have a much better shot at upsetting the Packers than the Saints did. I'm, you know, Tom Brady is a cold weather quarterback. He's showed by playing outside in Boston all those years that he's probably got a much better chance to go and win in Lambeau than Breeze does because Breeze is, you know, pretty clearly a dome quarterback. You know, plays in New Orleans in that in the Superdome for his whole career. Um, but I think that the that the Bucks are built like a team that could upset the Packers, and they've done it once before, so I'm I wouldn't count them out. Um, however, the Packers are really good too, and yeah. I think if I'm picking the game, I'm gonna go with the Packers. Yeah, I think this is a really interesting game. It's a weird game for me because I obviously dislike the Packers as a Vikings fan. Um. But then for some reason, I'm feeling like I don't really want to see Tampa Bay move on at the same time. It's it's a weird feeling, and I don't really know why. But I think if I did I'd have to choose, um, it would be the Packers who win this because they've been so dominant all year. Um, they've just taken charge in all these games. And so I think I think the Packers would win this one. Um, it'll be close, um, but I think Packers will win it. Um, yeah. I think all that's right, my well. Pick. That'll be must-see TV. All right, well, we're going to go to break really quickly, uh, but the water break will be back on 88.9 The Bridge in just a short bit. Until then, keep listening for more music and conversation that spans generations. Hi, well, everybody. Welcome back to the water break on 88.9 The Bridge. Uh, we're going to start off our second half talking about the Bills-Chiefs game um, in the NFC NFL Conference Championship. Uh, yes, the Bills and the Chiefs are going to play at Arrowhead Stadium uh, this Sunday. I think one of the most important things in this game is going to be how the Chiefs' defensive line gets pressure on Josh Allen. Josh Allen has been great when he's been pressured, um, but he's been even better from a clean park from a clean pocket. You know, it's what we're dealing with. Josh Allen, he's having one of the best quarterback seasons I've ever seen. You know. Um, and Josh Allen, I think um, the key to beating him is to get pressure to him really quickly. You know, deep ball throwers like him like to, uh, you know, hang back in the pocket for long periods of time and, you know, uh, dice up defenses, uh, you know, 
let the coverage break down. Um, but the way to beat him is to get coverage on him fast and get him on the run. And it'll be interesting to see how the Chiefs try and do that. Maybe they'll send Tyran Matthew on some blitzes or, uh, you know, send guys from the secondary to try and confuse Josh Allen. I could definitely see that, yeah. So, I mean, I know we've already talked about the Mahomes thing, but if Mahomes plays, do you guys do you guys think that they have a chance to win that game? I think Kansas City, even without Mahomes, I think they'd have a chance. You know, Josh Allen's been great, but the Bills' defense has been middle of the road. I think, you know, Chad Henney could have totally cut up this defense. The Chiefs have such a good set of weapons. I mean, Le'Veon Bell is their running back, and he's the weakest part of their offense. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think the the Bills' defense needs to be given a bit more credit, though. Uh, Tredavious White is basically a lock, and I know Tyreek Hill's a great wide receiver, so that's going to be a really interesting matchup if they get to go like in one-on-one coverage at much deep into the field. I'd like to see that. Um, but also, I just think the Bills' offense has been so dominant lately. I think the Chiefs are going to have problems with that, and as a result, I think it's going to be a shootout, which is what a lot of people probably expect from this game. Yeah, I mean, well, every other playoff game this year that we've expected to turn into a shootout has really not become a shootout. I think the coaching matchup is another interesting thing to watch. Um, I predict that this game uh, will probably be won or lost by how the coaches make their halftime adjustments. Uh, Sean McDermott and uh, and Andy Reid are two of the best coaches in the game. Um, I think they could definitely uh, impact this game in a big way, um, especially you know uh, how they utilize certain players or send pressure at quarterbacks. It uh, will definitely be a good, a well-coached game of football. Certainly. And uh, moving on from football, there is one thing that we unfortunately have to talk about, and I think you guys know where I'm going with this, uh, but that is the passing of MLB superstar Hank Aaron. Yeah, Hank Aaron was really a legend. Um, What he did for the game of baseball was so huge. I mean, he was uh, widely regarded as one of the greatest to ever do it, and he made 21 straight all-star games. What he's done for the game of baseball is huge. I don't think any athlete has ever done it for the MLB before or since. Didn't Um, he have something like 750 home runs? Something like that, uh, 756. Yeah, I don't know a whole lot about baseball, but that is, I mean, I know enough to know that that is just ridiculous. And it is really, I mean, I know this isn't the sort of tragedy like, say, Kobe Bryant, for instance, dying a lot younger. Um, But this is still sad, and I still think this is going to be quite memorable because he was just such a good player. Yeah, our condolences to, um, to Hank Aaron's family and to any fans of his. Um, we're, we're, we're going to miss you, Hank. Um, yeah, very sad that he's gone. Um, yeah. uh, And on that note, I mean, Drew Brees, certainly completely different things, but Drew Brees, his final game, it was pretty sad to watch. I liked Brees and he's such a good quarterback. You know, it kind of marks the end of an era for the Brady Brees Rogers. Even you could throw Manning in there. Maybe I know he was a bit earlier, but it's been such a cool area. I've kind of grown up watching that every Sunday. I could turn my TV on and see one of those guys tearing it up on the field. 
this is probably the last year of that. I guess Roethlisberger's in there too. It's sad. It's yeah, sad. The, the old guard of quarterbacks is really cycling out of the NFL. I mean, everyone but Tom Brady, you know, there seems to be, you know, the end is in sight. Uh, Philip Rivers, both Eli and Peyton Manning, uh, Drew Brees, you mentioned, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, probably going to be packing it in soon. Um, but, you know, the guys we watched as kids are, you know, getting older and they're retiring. It's, it's weird that, like, uh, when you think about it, that Matt Ryan is going to be the oldest quarterback in the league if or the if uh, Brady and Rodgers retire. So. Yeah, and I mean, Russ is starting to get older. I really feel yeah. like just over this quarantine period, I mean, that we're still in it in Washington, at least. I feel like time has went by so quickly, and so much stuff has happened. Yeah, it's there's a real in sports and in real life too. There's a real changing of the guard um, at the quarterback position, you know. Um, there's, there's a lot of young talent, uh, the quarterback position at the NFL, it's, there's been like an abundance of good quarterbacks. I, um, I, I don't think I could, uh, say any team that hasn't thought that they've found their franchise guy at some point during the last two years, right? Yeah, that's, that's true. And I, I think we have a really good future, especially in quarterbacks. You, I mean, you got Mahomes, Watson. Jackson, Herbert, Burrow, even Trevor Lawrence coming into the league soon, and so many more names beyond that. Yeah. I think Mac Jones, it's, Justin Fields, guys, are yeah, going to be here soon. It's certainly going to be cool to watch, uh, but it is sad. It's a bit nostalgic for me, and I don't know. I just feel like I'm getting older. I mean, I'm almost through high school. It's crazy how time flies. Yeah, it's it's crazy to think about. Your first semester ended actually, so that means you're now uh, complete with more high school than you have left to go. So. Yeah, it's crazy. I barely feel older than a freshman. I mean, it's just weird. So yeah, yeah. Time we should is probably weird. get back to sports. Yeah, we should probably talk about sports. Uh, sorry about that. I'm uh, sure all you Seattle sports fans would love an update on the Seahawks offensive coordinator situation. Uh, the last candidate that Seattle requested permission from the NFL to interview was uh, Saints quarterbacks coach Joe Lombardi, um, a guy who'd worked with Drew Brees for a long time. That's um, a cool name. Yeah. Also, wonder where I've heard that before. Yeah, obviously a, a big name, uh, you know, Joe Lombardi. Uh, if you can bring in a guy named Lombardi onto your coaching staff, anytime, <laughs> that's a plus. That's a plus. So, um if Joe Lombardi were to coordinate the offense, it would likely look uh, more like a modified uh, San Francisco 49ers West Coast style offense, like the kind that Jimmy Garoppolo runs uh, down down in Santa Clara, um, with lots of you know quick passes, involvement of the backs and tight ends and receivers, um, running short routes, and uh, you know high percentage completions. Um, so not really all that similar to the to the smash and gash style offense that Pete Carroll likes to run with lots of running plays and deep shots yeah I I do think the deep shots are important though and no matter who we bring in I think with the the set of players that we have I think that's a really big thing that they need to incorporate into the game Uh, especially with Metcalf and Lockett I think we have great weapons Russ's arm maybe not the greatest for throwing those deep balls but he can certainly dot a couple up and i think that's a huge part of our offense that whoever moves in needs to maintain yeah yeah throwing the ball deep the seattle seahawks are built to throw the ball deep i mean they've got um 
personally, I believe the most versatile playmaker on the Seahawks, Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett is a guy who can succeed in any kind of offense. You could see him as a West Coast yards after the catch receiver who can catch a lot of those like swing passes and run a lot of those drag routes, uh, stuff that you use to beat man coverage, um, which is a lot of what the West Coast offense is predicated around. You know, he could he's a guy who could run those hitch routes and uh, and those short slants. But he's also a guy who can, you know, run deep and take the top off defenses, even though he doesn't have the size of guys like David Moore or DK Metcalf. So Lockett will succeed no matter what offense we put him in. But DK Metcalf, he is a great receiver. He's exceptional, but he really needs uh, the that deep ball and that go route uh, to be able to succeed. So whoever um, whoever comes in is going to have to be able to utilize DK Metcalf. For sure. And I guess to sort of wrap things up, do you guys want to have predictions for the Super Bowl champion? And I know we're not even in the final round yet, but you want to go through who you're rooting for and who you think will win the Super Bowl this year? Sure. I'm gonna go um, with. Oh, sorry, Creed. Go. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I I want I wanted to be the Bills, honestly. Um, for Stephon Diggs. Um, you know that's kind of the big thing, and also because I really like Josh Allen, but I don't know. I think the Bills have just been so good this year. Um, it would be kind of cool to see them win. Obviously, I don't like the Packers. Um. I don't really know how to feel about Tampa Bay and the Chiefs. I really like them, but I just like to see the Bills win it. So, yeah, I guess that's why I want the Bills to win. I don't know. I mean, coaching wins in in January. I uh, I think the best coached team left in the playoffs is Andy Reid's Chiefs. However, they've got Mahomes playing through concussion protocol and um Andy Reid has not fared the best in championship games. So I think I'm going to say the Bills. And on the NFC, I'm going to have to say the Packers. I think those two teams will meet, and I think Buffalo will come out on top. You know, Buffalo, despite having been to four Super Bowls in a row, still don't have a ring. I think that changes this year. Buffalo was far and away the best team in the league this season, even though they did, you know, somehow lose four games. I, um... I, I don't think there's any stopping them at this point in the season with how hot they've been as of late. I think the when they do play the Packers in the Super Bowl, it'll be close, uh, but Buffalo will come out on top. Buffalo's actually only had three losses. Three losses? Never mind. Yeah. Wow. Uh, All right. Well, as much as I hate to say this, I honestly think that Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to take home the Super Bowl this year. And... It's it's hard to explain, but it's at the same time you can't bet against Tom Brady in a yeah. Super Bowl game. I just don't think that's possible. Clearly, the past has shown it's not, and I think this season has shown that he's still got it. He's still playing well, and I think that Tampa Bay team is seriously built to take home the Super Bowl this year. All right, yeah. so Tampa, who do you think they're gonna beat? I think I think the Bills. I'm not a huge fan of the Chiefs, especially with a shaken up Mahomes. And I think the Bills have just been rolling so crazy. I mean, it's cool to see all those table-breaking Bills Mafia videos on social media. Uh, I think a lot of people are certainly rooting for the Bills because they're kind of like the underdog. They haven't won a whole lot in the last couple of decades. And I'd love to see them get there, but I don't think they can beat Brady. 
All right. Well, we've made our picks. I think that's going to be it from us at the water break. Thank you guys for listening to us on 88.9 The Bridge, the best late night sports show on this station. We would like to say goodbye um, and have a happy Friday. I hope your weekend goes great. Um, Stay tuned on this station for more music and conversation that spans generations. We out.